Hi guys, welcome back. Alright, so... It's May. It's been a month. <laughs> um, May is also Mental Health Awareness Month, so I thought I would get on and do a quick episode on the subject. Um, I really haven't been writing much. I've kind of been going through it, and... I was sitting in the bathtub tonight, pretty, uh, just not really knowing what to do with myself, and I was like, you know, you like to journal sometimes and write, (laughs) maybe you should try that, so I did, and it was helpful. I don't really feel like me much lately, so this is something that makes me feel like me. Um, I'm really still very much figuring out a balance in loving me and loving other people. I think life thus far seems to continue presenting me with situations in which I can't seem to do both at once, or at least not very fluidly. Um, When I love someone thus far in life, it's kind of ended up with me not loving myself very much. And that is something I'm going to continue working on. I have to. (laughs) And it's fucking tiring, honestly. It's exhausting standing up for myself and fighting for my hurt feelings and crossed boundaries, something I never really used to do much of um, prior to my uh, relationship that this series has been about. So I'm going to talk about some other people tonight. Um... I'm going to try to make this a more positive episode. I'm kind of feeling that need for hope and positivity. So I'm just going to kind of do some reflecting. Um, One of the things I was kind of reflecting on tonight was my experience in dating a man a while back who I learned a lot from and I had a mostly positive experience with. Um... We met in a narcissistic abuse recovery group that I was running and, you know, the relationship didn't work due to physical distance between us. Um, You know, I can look back and I'm really fond of that friendship that was formed and the healing that we did together. He was the first man I felt like was really in that with me. Um, You know, we read a book together. He read a book with me. We studied um, the book Attached together. It's a really good read. Read that book if you haven't read it. Um, But I enjoyed this, like, matching desire to fully understand, like, what a healthy relationship is and wanting to give that to your partner and how to build that. And I think what I'm realizing right now is that you can learn a lot about healthy and you can give your partner healthy. But I think you really have to also learn and know and own what fucks it up. I think learning what fucks it up is actually the starting point and like none of that other stuff really helps unless you know those things. It's super important. Um, Anywho, I learned a lot in that time period from that book and from that man. It wasn't very long, six months or something like that of actual like romantic interaction, but we kept in touch over the years um, until I started dating again. Um, So... I don't know. I'm just kind of missing the way he admired my mind um, in this way, in the way I try to think of abuse differently. 
Um, that was one of the things he really admired about me, you know, to think of abusers differently and have compassion for them when everyone else is trying to teach you not to, which is important to an extent, but I just have a different approach. Um, you know, understanding their side, I think is important. And he was able to celebrate that part of me and love the kindness within me while still helping me learn to stand up for myself. Um, in our book reading and learning together, we did this thing where we always ended the day with gratitude. And I think I'm going to go ahead and make that a goal to start doing for myself again. Um, it helped. So I'll start tonight. (laughs) Um, tonight I'm going to have gratitude for my ability to care so much for other people, particularly men who have hurt me. Um, this has brought me a lot of trouble in my life and hard, hard lessons, but it also is a gift and I'm going to choose to celebrate it instead of hate it. I was kind of hating it tonight and then I kind of remembered this experience with this fellow. So I'm going to choose to celebrate that side of me like Tim did. And, you know... I'm also thankful it brought me my nursing license. It brought me my ability to help people who feel like nothing, feel like something. Um, It helped me to have the ability to love people and deliver tough enough love to them to get them to move towards change in their life for themselves and their partner. You know, usually people are in something together and sometimes that partner is me. And tonight, I'm most thankful for that part of me because it did help me once. You know, once I kind of like got it out of my own way, it did end up helping me. Um, so I'm going to kind of get into that a little bit for those of you who are healing from abuse. Um, learning about my abuser helped me a lot. I feel like it helped bring me closure and like, probably the most amount of healing like source that I got out of all that. It helped me see things from his point of view. Um, my ability to love him deeply enough to have conversations about the scary things he deals with and the things, you know, that scared me gave me closure. It gave me love for him instead of hatred and so much fear. I won't lie. I mean, I still fear him, right? Like there's still some fear, but I also know now that when he is that version of him that I fear, I know that's like not even really him. It's his illness. Um, I'm grateful for the ability to see, you know, that we're relatable. I, I saw that, you know, just like me, he feels unlovable and like, no matter how hard he tries, no one loves him really. There's two very different origins there. For the reason I feel that way and the reason he feels that way. His is narcissism. And that's like a complex thing. Um, I don't experience that. I experience like a lot of other things. But what I'm saying is we are relatable in that way. And that helped me understand his constant need for that narcissistic supply, love, affection, um, instability without someone focusing on him. Um that really big sensitivity thing where like 
he's just always questioning, you know, me and my intention and like the trusting. I mean, he can't trust anybody. I feel bad for him. Um, you know, it's unhealthy. Um, his coping mechanisms involve using other people, which is not okay. Hurting other people, which is not okay. But I'm proud of myself for loving enough to learn enough to really understand the why. The why matters. Um, the why is mental health awareness. That's what that is. We have to be aware of the cause of these dysfunctional coping mechanisms that ruin relationships and ruin lives and ruin people. Right now, I'm struggling because I don't have a why, <laughs> really. Not a big enough one, not a deep enough one. I'm not with someone who is open to me knowing his why. I don't think he knows it. Actually, I know he doesn't know it. He tells me he doesn't. Um, my abuser said the same thing and argued his behavior was justified and normal for a long time, you know, and the biggest problem was he tried to blame it on me. But eventually we got past that and something really important happened for both of us. And I'm reflecting on that a lot lately. And I think it's important because I was set free of blaming myself for feeling like it was me not being enough. In when I was able to explain to him in depth and to myself on a deep psychological level what I felt was going on in a non-attacking way, in a loving way, he listened. He still wouldn't get help. He wasn't brave enough for that. And I understand. I do. It sucks. But... It did get to a point where he did listen. Um, That also caused me some trouble that I have to recognize. I think the closeness that grew from it kept me in longer and helped me back from leaving an unsafe relationship. But that part of our story also brought me closure. And there were healthy elements to it. Because when I got so deep in it and knowledgeable and spent hours and days and months, literally months, learning about this man. He did listen. It made him feel safe to talk. Um, I got it wrong a lot before that. I did. Like, we would argue. I would try to come up with these different things. I'm like, is it this? Is it that? And I was so wrong. I was so off, you know. But eventually I did get it right. And he he did give me gratitude and respect for that at one point. You know, he was like, I get it. You were just trying to figure it out to help me feel better. Thank you for that. You know, it brought me the truth. It brought me the truth, learning all those things. And the truth really does set you free. And it set me free from blaming myself. And it set me free from the unknown and worrying about him so, so much. Um, I want to say this episode is not in any way encouraging codependency or hope that you will be able to fix your abuser. You can't fix him. Um, If you are in an abusive relationship, you need to leave when it's safe for you too. And I know it's hard leaving someone you wish so badly you could save. I would always tell my mom when she wouldn't stop drinking, it's like you're in a glass room and I can see you drowning and you're like being submerged and I can't. I can't reach you. I can't do anything. I just have to watch you drown. And she did. She died of liver cancer. When this happened, 
my life was given something I didn't ask for and something inside of me that was already there grew very much larger though. It It's bigger. It's really big. <laughs> it gave me drive to heal people and it gave me drive to heal mental illness and substance use and save people from their glass boxes. I do that. I'm really good at it and I can proudly say I'm the best psychiatric mental health nurse I know I don't say that out of ego. I say that out of my own pure determination, hard work, and labor of love. I care very much to do that for people. When family members and everyone else is out of gas, I care very much for them. I care for the family and I care for the sick loved one. I have a high stamina for it. I bring that to my romantic relationships and I'm still trying to figure out balance with that too. I really need to quit dating people with substance use problems. (laughs) Um, But I have a soft spot, you know, and a tendency to gravitate towards that unknowingly. I don't just go out and pick people that have problems, but I do gravitate towards that accidentally, naturally. Um, and you know what? We all have problems. Like I argue that too, when, you know, therapists and such are like, Oh, like, you know, you keep going back to the same kind of person. Okay. Like we're all kind of the same kind of person, dude. You know, like everybody has their shit. That's my thing on it. And everybody's their own person. I'm not going to like label people. I hate that. So yeah. Okay. I have a soft spot for this type of situation, I suppose. And when I'm in a romantic relationship for it, you know, I, I want to understand. And I do have a strong desire to understand men more. I'm not a man. You know, they do function quite differently. They do have different behaviors and patterns than my own. In society, they do get a lot less um, kindness, I guess you would say. You know, when they're hurting, they do. I recognize it and I want to learn so I can like empathize and understand better and serve them better um, as a partner and as a nurse. So right now, I think I wrote this tonight because I'm with someone who isn't allowing for that and I'm feeling my hopes slip away and my closeness slip away and like me just being me slip away. That's who I am because he doesn't want me to learn about him. He wants my patience and he wants me to continue loving him, but he's too proud right now to fully let me in to be his person and learn about him. And it's not codependency. It's not anything unhealthy. It's me wanting to love him to my fullest ability and capacity and show up for him in the best way possible to support him. I get it's scary, but it's scary for me too. And it's sad. And when you're dating someone like this, You find yourself in your own glass box all of a sudden. His stuff is filling up my box and I'm trying to fucking swim. But he has to let me learn how. And I really hope he lets me. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to what I'm about to say. So I'm going to say it. It's hard being me sometimes. I am sensitive. I do love hard. I feel everything. I know a lot. I don't even want to. Ignorance is bliss, but like my intuition never shuts the fuck up. I'd love to be one of those basic, normal, emotionally bland people sometimes. But most of the time, I don't. 
and I need to not want that. I just, I guess, I don't know. Sometimes I get frustrated with it, but it's not who I am. I need to get away from wishing I was somebody else other than who I am. I'm me. I need to love me the way I am and not let other people make me feel like I shouldn't be me or I shouldn't want to learn about them and love them in that way. I'm the way I'm supposed to be. So with a closing to Mental Health Awareness Month, I'm going to proudly continue dedicating my life to understanding, um, you know, these things, mental illness, where it comes from, what causes the pain. And I will always work endlessly for my patients, for myself. I struggle with this stuff too. You know, I'm, I'm not too proud to say it. You know, I said to him the other day, like, I'm in recovery myself from things. You know, I fight for my own recovery every day. And then I go out and I teach other people how to get there themselves. It's so important to me. You know, but I'm not too proud. And I'm, I just want other people to feel that comfort and not needing to hide from who they are and what they struggle with. I want to love people and I want to give them the best possible experience this earth has to offer. Depression and all that stuff comes with being human. But so does healing. Alright guys. Much love. Till next time.